Welcome to Podcasting for Coaches. I'm Brittany Felix, and I'm a podcast launch consultant who specializes in helping coaches and consultants utilize the power of podcasting as a way to build brand awareness and generate new leads for their business. I realize not every new coach or consultant can afford to hire someone to help launch their show, so I created this podcast as a way to guide you through the process of launching and utilizing your very own podcast to help you grow your business and reach a new audience of adoring followers and potential clients. If you're ready to get your voice and podcast out into the world, head over to podcastingforcoaches.com to learn more. Welcome to episode number 64 of Podcasting for Coaches. At the time that this episode is being released, it's the first week of December. And this is the time that a lot of people are thinking about starting a podcast for January. The start of the new year is a boom time for new podcast launching, which means this is going to be around the time that anyone who's launching a show in January should be submitting their show to the various platforms for approval so that it's there and ready on launch day. As a reminder, I do recommend submitting at least a month out, minimum of two weeks before your official launch day. Now, this is not a how-to when it comes to submitting your show. So I'm not going to be explaining how to submit your show to the various platforms. I actually did that all the way back in episode number 23. So make sure that you check that out if that's the information that you're looking for. What this episode is about is avoiding a lot of the common mistakes that people make that keep them from getting improved by Apple specifically. Apple has the most strict requirements and terms that need to be met in order for them to approve your feed, therefore approve your show and be listed on their platform. So we're going to talk about avoiding those mistakes so that you can make sure that your show gets approved without any delays. The number one thing that prevents people from getting approved by Apple is your main podcast artwork. I know that seems crazy. I know it seems silly, but there are specific requirements that this artwork must meet. And if it does not meet all of them, your show will not be approved. So those requirements are that it needs to be a minimum of 1400 by 1400 pixels and a maximum of 3000 by 3000 pixels. So this is what I'm going to refer to as the image size. So this is literally the size of the image itself. Now, the thing that really trips people up, the one that most people don't realize and that most people get wrong is the file size. So this is the actual size of the file when it's stored in a feed or on a device. This has nothing to do with how big the image is when you look at it. It's all about the data behind that image that you don't see. An image the size of 3000 by 3000 pixels is a pretty big file, which means it's going to take up a lot of storage space. However, Apple doesn't really give you that storage space. They don't want these large files. Your file size has to be 510 kilobytes or less. Kilobytes is KB. Usually a 3000 by 3000 pixel image is between one and two megabytes. Now I'm not going to explain the difference between megabytes and kilobytes, but it's a big freaking difference. (laughs) And Apple absolutely will not approve your show if you are over 510 kilobytes. I actually recommend going with under 500 because different programs can read the size of a file differently. I've had clients who have sent me a file and they say, oh, well, this is 503 kilobytes, so it should be fine. But then my program, my computer reads it as 513 kilobytes. So I like to say, stay under 500. If you are working with a graphic designer and you tell them this, it shouldn't be a problem. They should know exactly what you're talking about and they should be able to make that large image be actually a small file. 
if you're doing this on your own and you're not particularly skilled with creating artwork and, and working within these parameters, I would suggest creating artwork on the smaller side, so closer to 1400 by 1400, and then maybe using something like tinypng.com to compress the image. When you compress it, what that does is it literally compresses that file size. So it like shrinks it down, it squeezes it, it gets rid of some of that data, which also means if you compress it too much, your image can start looking a little blurry and not as crisp and clear. So you have to find that balance. You can't start with a really huge file and just compress it 20 times to get it down to what you need because it's going to look like crap. So again, if you're doing this yourself, start with a smaller image size. So closer to 1400 by 1400 and then compress it if you need to a couple of times to get under the 500. If you're not able to do this on your own, it might be worth reaching out to a graphic designer to just do this for you. Then that way you know it's taken care of and you won't have issues with your show. So if you didn't notice by me going with those dimensions of 1400 by 1400 and 3000 by 3000, that means the image absolutely must be a square. That's another Apple requirement. The image also must be in the RGB color space if you're working with a graphic designer, this is good information to provide with them. But if you're creating it yourself in something like Canva, this is going to be the default, so you really don't need to worry about that. And then the last thing is that the file needs to be either a JPEG or a PNG. So that's the actual file type. Pretty much every single picture that you ever take and put online is a JPEG. I actually recommend going with a PNG instead. It's a little bit better quality, and then you can use something like tinypng.com to compress it if you need to. Links to all of this stuff that I have mentioned will be in the show notes, podcastingforcoaches.com. Click on the podcast tab in the main menu and go to episode number 64. Okay, so to recap, what you need for your image is a square, minimum of 1400 by 1400 pixels or maximum of 3000 by 3000 pixels in the RGB color space, under 510 kilobytes in size and either PNG or JPG form. Okay, so next, the other thing that will get your feed rejected is if you have any spam in the title or author byline. And by title, I mean your main show title, not the episode title. And spam, you may say, oh, well, I'm definitely not going to do that. I'm not going to spam my own show. That would be ridiculous. However, spam, according to Apple, is anything, literally anything beyond the official title of the show and your name in the author byline. So if you add any extra keywords to either one of these fields, this show will not be approved. Now, I know what you're thinking. There are a ton of shows who do this. They have a bunch of keywords built in after the podcast title. They have a colon with a tagline, and they're still on there. And the answer is just because they're getting away with it doesn't mean you will. There are hundreds of shows being removed on a daily basis from Apple, and part of the reason this is happening is because they have keywords or taglines, aka spam, according to Apple, in either their official show title or the author byline. So just please do not do this. Build your keywords into the description itself for the show as a whole, into your episode titles, and into your episode descriptions. I know this goes against advice that I gave all the way back at the beginning of this podcast, and that's because Apple did not have this policy in place at the time. It has been in effect for over a year now, and they are still hitting it hard. So just don't do it. Just don't do it. <laughs> Next is the explicit language rating. If you do not have your show set as clean or explicit, one or the other, because there are some hosting platforms where they give you the option of, of not choosing one or the other, you can just have, there's like a third option where it says like no rating or they label it differently. But if you don't have clean or explicit 
selected, then Apple might not approve your show because they don't want you to do go with a not set or a, a general basically not answering the question. They want to know clean or explicit. They don't care which one. They just want to know. So make sure that you are not forgetting to market it clean or explicit. I have talked about in other episodes about when you need to mark a show explicit. So I'm not going to dive into that here. But basically, if you have a show where you use language or you speak about topics that you would not be comfortable having your audience members play out loud through their car speakers as they're taking their child to daycare or preschool in the morning, you need to mark it explicit. That's just the safe way of looking at it. If you don't mark your show explicit and it actually is and somebody reports it or Apple becomes aware of it, they will remove your show outright. No warning, no explanation, and it's a pain in the butt to get it back if ever. The last thing that will get you rejected from Apple is if there's something else wrong with your feed. Something else somewhere in this feed, which is literally just a bunch of code, your show will be rejected. If you go with a hosting service like Libsyn that helps you create your RSS feed, you don't really need to worry about this. This is really only if you're going through your website and creating the feed yourself, which I do not recommend doing unless you are very, very, very comfortable with doing something like this. If you're in an IT field, if this is what you do day in and day out, yeah, totally. You can build this RSS feed from your own website. No problem. I would just make sure that you run your feed through something like feedvalidator.org or any of the other options just to make sure that there's nothing wrong with it before you do submit it to Apple. Okay. The last thing I'm going to talk about is a problem that you will incur sometimes when you actually go to submit your show. There's sometimes what we call a podcast connect loop. And this means when you go to Podcast Connect, which is the interface you use to actually submit your feed to Apple, sometimes you can get stuck in this loop where you click a button to submit your show and it just keeps kind of refreshing the same page over and over and over again. You can't actually get beyond that page to enter in your RSS feed. If this is happening to you, how you get out of this loop is by making sure that your Apple account, because you do have to have an Apple account, is fully set up and running. There are two things here that people don't necessarily realize will keep your account from being fully usable and being able to submit a show with it. One is that your payment information is not up to date. Sometimes cards will expire. Even if you never, ever, ever plan on purchasing anything through Apple or iTunes or any of those things, you still have to have your payment information on file in order to have an account with them. So if that information is not up to date and current, then it will not let you pass that loop. You cannot submit a show. So go into your Apple account, your iTunes account, and just make sure that that payment information is up to date. Next, if you're creating a brand new account, you have to verify or validate that account. So when you create a brand new Apple slash iTunes account, it should send you an email that you have to basically just verify that it's you and you're good to go and then you can use the account. If you don't verify that via that email, then it will not consider your account set up as complete and you cannot submit a show. You'll just stay stuck in that loop. So those are the two things that could be the problem if you get stuck in that loop with Podcast Connect. Now, if you haven't listened to episode 23 yet, you have no idea what Apple Podcast Connect is. So you're going to need to know that. So make sure that you do listen to episode 23. And then if you get stuck in that loop, this is how to get out of it. So that wraps up this episode. Hopefully you will not have any issues when you submit to Apple. If you do, feel free to reach out and I will see if I can help you troubleshoot it. I can't always. So that wraps up this episode. Hopefully that will prevent you from getting your feed denied or running into issues when you submit your show to Apple. Thank you so much for listening. And I invite you to come back next week where one of my clients is actually going to be our special guest for the week. Thank you so much. And that wraps up another episode of Podcasting for Coaches. 
If you'd like to connect with me further, you can do so on Instagram at podcasting for coaches. If you know it's time to finally get serious about starting your podcast, go to podcastingforcoaches.com and click on the work with me tab in the main menu to learn more about my one-on-one launch consultation packages or my self-paced online course. And I look forward to seeing the podcast that you create and put out into the world.